Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everyone. This is personal trainer and health coach, Kelly Backert. Welcome to Already Enough. This show is all about how to stop searching for an outward solution to an inner condition. Today on the show, I'm super excited. I have my best friend and master life coach, Stacey Anden, and we're going to be talking all about the holiday hustle. So I feel like Halloween is next week, and that's when I feel kind of like all the anxiety anxiety and kind of craziness starts to begin. Then we go right into Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year. I was like two weeks ago, I was in Target and I actually saw Christmas stuff. And I was thinking to myself, I'm actually just trying to make it through the day. Thanks. It's like a random Wednesday. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this stuff is already out, but it's there. And it was funny because I always have that moment. Like I'm looking over there at the, like the snowman, the cute little snowman. And then the pretty reef and then the 2020 calendar and I start to feel a little bad about myself I'm like I better get my shit together I'm running out of time and then I have to like bring myself back and be like well no not really it is the middle of October or the beginning of October so it is it's kind of funny how um I get kind of caught up in those things but it's not just in the store I think for me for many years I struggled with food around this time of year, too. That was a big thing for me with all the New Year's resolutions and the diet plans are really out there. And then the plus the endless goodies and invitations and events for my kids. So I thinking, I think I always thought I had to show up to the holiday party or the family get together with the right present, the right outfit, the right food to cook, the right gifts for the teachers, the right way my house had to be decorated. I mean, it felt really overwhelming and just super for me this time of year always just triggered that story that I had of I'm not enough nothing I was doing ever felt like it was enough I always felt like I was disappointing someone or myself so for like three or four months I would feel overwhelmed anxious and like a crazy person definitely not getting enough sleep and there was a time years ago like clockwork I could tell you that I would get sick I got sick sick right around Christmas every single year. And if I didn't get sick, it was either like getting sick or I was numbing myself through it, like with alcohol or food, just trying to get through some of the uncomfortable social situations that I felt like I was in. Forget anything about joy or like having fun. Those were like totally out the window. And I believe like when we're in that space of not enough or numbing, whether it's just with our normal personal life or our daily work life, or then, of course, this holiday season, it really throws us out of alignment with our authentic self. I mean, it would totally throw me out of alignment. So I think the major areas that a lot of people struggle when I'm listening to my clients is this belief of I'm not enough, comparing ourselves to others, and then that fear of rejection or not being accepted or kind of being judged. So if anyone listening has difficulties in these areas, like especially around this time of year, whether it be with the social situations, family dynamics, the food, the alcohol, financially, you're definitely not alone. And 
I know I have so many tools that I use now personally to help myself around this time of year. And I know my guest, Stacy, also has a lot of things that she's going to give us some awesome insights as well. So I feel like I should have some like theme music for her. I don't, but we're totally going to get, I'm going to talk to her about this in a second. Like when she's coming on the show, we need some like theme music, but anyway, (laughs) so I would love her to introduce everyone to my next guest, my friend and master life coach, Stacey Anden. Stacey, are you there? I am Kelly. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I cannot wait to talk for the next hour about this topic because Everything you already said to me is the same kind of things I see with my clients. My primary focus um, in my coaching practice is really helping people who are kind of chasing that sense of enough or success outside of themselves, and they're following rules or expectations or shoulds or have-tos, and they're getting to a point where it's not satisfying, right? Life is okay, but there's this Mm -hmm. feeling of that's it, or like, you know, almost to me a joylessness, like I'm not really having any fun. So it's kind of about breaking, well, it's not kind of, it is about breaking convention and really finding our own truth and really that connection back to ourselves. That is, to me, where radical self-acceptance, not perfection, but radical self-acceptance, and then all sorts of interesting things start to open up about life purpose and meaning and authenticity. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, For the listeners that are listening that don't um, know you already, tell us just like, just give us a little segment. Obviously I know, but like, just give us a little segment of what you do because you're a life coach and you do, but you do many things. This is true, and I think um, because I started my adult career as a teacher, I think teachers are naturally into many things at the same time. So I work with private one-on-one coaching clients who have very specific goals. And again, a life coach isn't somebody going to tell you what to do, but a life coach is going to help you discover the tools and what you already know. Most of the time in private practice with clients, it's the fears, it's the things, it's those thoughts you already talked about that get in the way of really finding that truth and living in it and being what I would call kind of brave and bold um, out in the world. And I also host local um, gatherings for women, networking. I run a mastermind for uh, women entrepreneurs. So I love to, I think, kind of to sum it all up, really help women find their voice, find their power, and find a way to courageously be out in the world so that those thoughts and fears don't hold them back from living their best life. Cool. So I know kind of the things that I was touching like setting the perfect table. I mean, isn't that a huge one for people? Like this idea of when we're gathering together around the holidays, that everything has to, not only do we have to look up a certain way, but everything has to be a certain way. And I mean, that, that used to just take me out. I had so many meltdowns in my early adult life over the perfect holiday, the perfect table. Everything had to be cooked, you know, absolutely so that there were no errors or imperfections. I think the first year I got married and the first time I got married, I was very young. 
I think I was 23 or 24, and our families decided to have 22 people for Thanksgiving, and I was oh the God. host. And oh. I'll tell you what, I ran myself ragged <laughs> trying <laughs> to have the perfect holiday, so much so that I couldn't wait for it to be over because it was so unenjoyable for me. Something that's supposed to bring people together and connect you, was like, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how I, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, I yeah. I think for me it was, I didn't ever do any of the hosting because, you know, I'm not that great of a cook, but, um, and or nor do I um, really like it. But anyway, but I did always feel like I just wasn't, just wherever I was, I just wasn't enough, whether it was a holiday party or what, like I didn't, like I didn't, did I bring the right, did I like, I brought, did I, you know, did I say something to affect? Like it was just this constant. It was um, it was never fun for me. It was never fun. I, I mean, like the joyfulness of the holidays that was not even happening. And then all of my stuff with food would come out. So I was like, so when I was uncomfortable, I would just like overeat or like seriously go into a social situation where I would just numb myself with alcohol. Right? Like I had to have like you know three glasses of wine before even going over to whoever's like event that I was having, which is crazy to me. I think that's so typical because I've been in those spots myself. I, to me, the holidays, which is why I love to talk about them, kind of puts us all of our, all of the things that we're working on or all of our insecurities, like in a pressure cooker. So if we're already feeling like we're not enough or that's something that we're practicing, really changing that, it's like you add up the holidays, you add the desire to be perfect, have the perfect outfit, have the perfect gift, you know, go to every event that you're invited to with, you know, have a witty, something witty to say to everyone or handle those relatives or those people even that are coming at you with questions that make you feel uncomfortable. I believe personally, especially when I was younger, I didn't have any tools to cope. And so I did. I went to food or alcohol or other things because there's so much discomfort in that. It was like, how else do I actually get myself through, you know, point A to point B? Oh, I know. Absolutely. So let's dive into this a little bit further. I think this is going to be a big one um, for people listening how do we deal with this idea of the pe- people that in those situations, like we like, you know, oftentimes when it comes to the holidays, we're seeing people like we don't, sometimes we don't see very often. So there's an uncomfortableness or maybe it's like, you know, um, someone in our life who we feel uncomfortable around or we have kind of some issues around or we have, you know, some, some boundaries, issues, and things like that. So it's kind of just like dealing with difficult people, so to speak, or the people that we kind of struggle to be around. What, when you're in those situations, what is it that you would say or where would you do or what would you say to a client? So I have a couple ideas and let me know what you think about this. But I think the first one is, I think we feel a sense of obligation to always say yes to everything. And so I would ask a client or myself or you, like, is that actually true? Do we need to say yes to this particular event? Or maybe even do we limit the event? You know, if there's a family gathering or a gathering where you know there's going to be people that you don't 
particularly enjoy. Maybe you do like a drop-in, almost like an open house, and you go for an hour, right? You limit Mm -hmm. and create intention around your presence at an event or around people like that. That would be something I've definitely done. I know I didn't give myself permission to do that in the past, but I have found all of this, all of the holiday work is a lot about boundaries. So whether people understand, whether they judge me, I need to be okay with myself. I need to be like, at the end of the day, if I always call it this yes, no. So if we say yes to something that we really want to say no to, like in our heart of hearts, and we go out there and we go to the event or we do the thing, and we really would rather be home in our pajamas or somewhere with our friends, that energy of that yes, no really can throw us off. And that's where I think sometimes I'll, you know, have the extra drink or the extra dessert because I'm so uncomfortable in that space. So instead of putting other people's needs first, I always say to you, you know, what's true for you? If you, if, if you had no repercussions, right, nobody was, you were afraid of somebody judging you or, or being mad at you, what would you truly do? Would you go to this? Would you not? How would you do it? Um, because I think that gives some insight into what we want to do. Now, yeah. And like, in all it's other people's people, opinions oh, of us. Sorry, so, oh, that's okay. I just think it's, yeah. I'm so worried about other people's opinions of me. And then when I, but when I stop controlling what other people think of me, like when I do that, I can show up as my authentic self. But if I don't, I'm like a pseudo self. Like you said, like, I don't yeah. really want to be here. I feel so uncomfortable. And so I'm not even showing up as my authentic self. So then I'm out of that alignment that I kind of talked about in the beginning. That's so true. And it's so interesting. You're not having fun at that point, right? No. I mean, if we're on a planet to enjoy ourselves, this is like, why are we doing this? And again, that, that belief or that thought of obligation, I think we're, we all have a right to challenge that for ourselves because that does can pull us right out of alignment with, do I actually really want to do this? And I love what you said about, yeah, then you're, then you're not being authentic. And um, yeah, it's just not, to me, that's not a good time. No, it's not a good time. And I think I'm, and for me, then I think, <laughs> so if like I'm bothered by something certain, like something bothering me, like my hair doesn't look right. I think that I'm just uncomfortable, right? I'm just in that space mm-hmm. of just being uncomfortable. And it hasn't been set on my terms. It's been set on this thing that I have to do and I have to look and I have to be wearing this and I have to be bringing this. And it becomes it becomes so overwhelming. It's just like I'm carrying bricks on my back, like trying to go into something. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And, and it's looking for validation that we're enough outside of ourselves. And it's so interesting because when we do that, if we link our own acceptance to what somebody says about our hair, or whether they like what we did or we didn't do, then we're always chasing that outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and giving our power away. And I, I love to ask clients and actually anybody who listens to me, even if I'm mm-hmm. at the coffee shop talking with a stranger, it's, you know, we try to, we think we can control what other people think. That's the biggest, one of the biggest illusions on the planet. We cannot. Even if you did everything you would put in the book of perfect, 
it's impossible because that person is coming to a situation with their own, again, ideas, beliefs, projections, biases, everything in that moment that's going on with them. And so um, what I always love to See, ask is... To take, um, yeah, we just need to take a short break. Oh, so um, <laughs> just, yeah, so yeah, well, no, we're just going <laughs> to... Yeah, we're going to chat about that. And then I have some questions. Like I got a few questions people sent me. So I definitely want to get to those too. But everybody will be back on the other side of this break. And we're going to answer some of those fun questions. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Kelly Backer, and I am here with Stacy and a master life coach and one of my good friends. We are talking about the holiday hustle and all of that stuff, that kind of anxiety and all of that stuff that kind of hangs over us around that time. And we're just trying to discuss the best ways and some different tips and tools to navigate this season. It's coming upon us fast, isn't it, Stace? I feel like every year it comes faster and faster. I I agree, and I think you were right when you said at the beginning, when we're walking through the store in August or September, and we're already seeing Christmas decorations, right? It's like the world has an expectation about we're supposed to be thinking about this, and already 
planning and it's like September 1st, we're, we're rushing through the, pa- the present moment to get to a future that hasn't even quite happened yet. Yeah. And I think when we when we were just kind of breaking before the break, I wanted to say something about this mm-hmm. idea of, you know, when we come back to the title of the show, which is already enough, I think for me, especially this time of year, it was this idea of trying to look to the outside world to like mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. me feel good, right? And it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. That's a complete illusion. It's always an yeah. inner problem. It's always an inner problem. For me, I thought if I just had the right dress, if I was just at the right, the, the right weight, if I just had um the best, you know, apple pie to bring, if I if my house just looks perfectly decorated, if I had the perfect Christmas tree, that perfect wreath hanging up, if everything was on the outside looked okay, then I would it would make me somehow be something or feel better. And it never did that. And it was just an endless chase of this like perfect holiday and the perfect holiday was made up by me like I made it up like absolutely no, <laughs> mm-hmm. I made it up in my head no that's such a good point because one of the tools that I wanted to share with our listeners today is the idea of how do you want to feel you know what is your definition of a great holiday and I don't mean what Hallmark says or what the stores are saying or what the world is saying, what is it for you? If you could create it anyway, you know, a lot of people say, well, I would do less things. I would be, I, I would make what I am doing, you know, more meaningful and authentic. So even being intentional by asking yourself that question, and then as you start to plan your holiday, Playing, I, I love to play this game of like, does whatever's coming forward, right? Trying to bake the perfect pie. Does that align with how I want to feel during the holiday or what my intention? And if my intention is to just be imperfectly myself, then trying to be perfect is absolutely not going to work in that scenario. Right. It, I mean, I don't even want to make the pie, Stace. So, I want to bring something else. You'll let me. I don't mind. I'll bring the pie. (laughs) (laughs) I love to bake. You know that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And that's what's so funny, though, is like, look, like, look at us when we're talking right now. You're like, oh, I would love to bring the pie. And I'm like, I'm not bringing the pie. And we're giggling. We're laughing. Why? Because we're showing up authentically. And I think that that's, um, I think we're so afraid to do that. We're so afraid to, well, I'm Mm going to offend my sister-in-law if I, if I don't do this or if I don't show up this way or if I don't like always this idea again of what are other people's opinions are and we're we're making and again we're probably making that assumption like you said in that one question that you I love when you do this too I love this question that you always ask is is that really true like I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's true I've made that up that my you know my sister-in-law wants me to bring you know this certain thing and I now I'm not and I'm all like a mess about it I'm like that we don't even know are going to be like, well, I know it's true because she said something to so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like she said something to so-and-so about it. So I know that it's true. You know what I mean? We're going to get into all that nastiness. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's, I I mean, all that stuff. I I totally agree. And what I was going to say right before we broke for the commercial that goes along with, you know, is this really true? It's like, whose business am I in? You know, how your sister-in-law or my sister-in-law responds, like that's up to her. And that's a really hard boundary for most of us because we haven't learned it. We haven't, we've been all in each other's business. And again, like I was saying, you can't control what somebody else 
things. So the other thing that I like to say, if it's really causing us pain and suffering and anxiety, what else could be true besides the original thought? Like my sister-in-law is going to judge me or whatever. Like, could you evaluate or come up with, you know, three other thoughts could that could be equally as true. Give yourself a little wiggle room. We always, our brains are wired to go to the negative, right? They're in that self-protect mode. But we can challenge the thoughts. We can challenge our mind and come up with something that's much more what I would say, like being on your own side, being compassionate and loving to ourselves. I think for me... During the holidays many years ago, I think this is one of the reasons why I always got sick is because I didn't what I didn't stop long enough to ask myself any questions. I was on like mm. speed, like I was going like the next thing, the next the do that like it was just like an endless listen. I was going a million miles an hour until my body wouldn't allow me to, and then it would just completely shut down on me. But it was like this I was on such an endless speed, I never would have stopped to even question the thought. I just would have taken it as the truth and just been like, fast forward, just go, you know, keep going, you know, do this for this person, get this for this person, make sure that, you know, your, your kids are dressed in this way when we go over to the holiday party and make sure that you, I mean, it was so much and it felt so overwhelming for me and I would end up, you know, in the bed because I would be so sick. I would just, I would be going so fast forward in that speed. And I never allowed myself to even ask myself the question, am I having fun? And is this bringing me joy? Mm -hmm. None of those questions even crossed my mind. I thought, and and even with that already, that not enoughness, I don't even think I thought to myself that I had a right to ask myself that question. I just thought it was like almost like a codependency thing where I was trying to just do if, so if that person, you know, making sure everybody else was okay, but again, that's an illusion. That's completely illusion. You can't do that either. Mm -hmm. So it was, see how all of this thing was fine because the holidays can kind of bring to the surface a lot of your insecurities as well. It's like almost like they, it's almost like they're a big screen for every, I mean, maybe I'm doing those things in general throughout the year, but this puts a huge spotlight on it. I totally agree. And I, and I think that again, for a lot of us, we're hearing the messages, right? Get on Pinterest. I, sometimes I have to get off Pinterest because it triggers this like, Oh my gosh, my house doesn't look like this or my gingerbread Mm -hmm. house, you know, that I just baked as a lopsided roof. And so (laughs) the other thing that I, I, I I think you make a very powerful point is we just took things, you know, we we didn't stop. We weren't intentional. We just kind of took things and either we repeated patterns or we took from the outside world in ways and we just said, okay, well, this is the only way to do it, right? This is the only way I know. And now, I mean, this is the beautiful um, purpose of this call is to say there's other ways. There's other ways you can do it. That will absolutely, hopefully, connect you to joy and fun. Because if this is miserable, my first, one of my other first questions would be like, why are you doing it, right? Like, what costs and what's the benefit, right, to us? Because these cost benefits of some of this stuff we're doing, it's costing too much. Like our our health, you know, our just our mental well-being, the state of our family. I know so many, even in my own family, right, around the holidays, everybody's yelling. They have shorter tempers at each <laughs> other. And so, 
like, this is supposed to be fun. Darn it. Let's all get together. And well, it's like, why is everybody drunk? Or why is everybody drunk? Like, right. I'm like, my God. Or like, yeah. it's like, like, and it's not like New Year's Eve drunk, right? It's like, um, it's, right. it's like, we're meeting three days before Christmas and you're all wasted and like you're packed around a bottle of something around the table and you're all drinking from it I mean this is yeah. insane <laughs> like, like why are like what is going on I feel like I'm in a twilight zone and so and then and then it's just so it is it's all we're all kind of if you sit back and kind of be the witness I always like to say that that kind of be the witness mm-hmm. you witness a lot of like oh my gosh like everybody's kind of in we say that we're doing stuff for other people but we're all in our own shit and then we, and then oh, we're projecting sure. it out and then everyone's numbing out. And like you said, everybody's yelling and there's all this anxiety around the dinner table. And, and then the people that are like, you know, have some interesting relationships with food, they're like mowing down the cookies. And then this person over here is like, I mean, and then you, I mean, it's just like, you're watching this and you're like, you want to like start playing like a holiday song and just like start laughing because it's <laughs> just <laughs> it's like, well, absolutely. Like, like anybody you know, it's funny in that you say that. It, it's funny you say that because one of the strategies that my trainer and mentor taught us, um, if you haven't heard of her, her name's Martha Beck, but she calls, she has this game and I absolutely love it around the holidays. It's like holiday dysfunctional bingo. And you literally create like a bingo card and you put like, you know, somebody says an inappropriate comment, you know, the pie is not all the way cooked and you make it a little bit lighter, right? This idea Mm -hmm. that everything has to be so heavy and so stress ridden. Well, we can choose to be in relationship with a different, oh my gosh, my uncle is going to say some crazy thing and what have you. Like if I don't take it personally and I just allow myself to be in my own stuff and go, okay, I'm not even going to go there with you. Um, then it, it changes the energy of it. Same circumstances, right? Things can still go kind of sideways, but how you are in it changes because all of a sudden you're like, you know what? People are doing the best they can. And so I'm going to be compassionate to them, but I'm also mm-hmm. going to be choose myself first and foremost. Yeah. And you just, yeah, it's choosing to see it differently, right? There's a willingness. Yeah, you're absolutely. witnessing something thing and you're willing to see it differently and you're willing to change your perception and the thing with food I always like to think you know, that's my thing I like to talk about but when I would struggle in the area of food I think um like numbing myself out with food and all the goodies and all the things because that's one of the questions um so I had a few questions that people emailed me and so one of them mm-hmm. I'm going to read it to you and then it's just and then we can just talk about it because it's something that I'm kind of bringing up right now. Um so one of the emails I got was from her name is Sherry and she said I don't know how to handle all of the food like all the food bring being brought into my like I don't know how to not gain 15 pounds during this time with all of the holiday parties I'm invited to the work parties bringing the food into work and all this stuff well it's interesting so this is what I would say and then I'm gonna let you answer too is so take it a step back because there's so many different things that you can do when it comes to that but I always just had to slow things down so first remembering that um before you choose to eat first of all We've conco- we could I could go into this, so I'm going to try to be very short with my answer here because I can really get involved, right? I could jump on my little soapbox and start just, uh. but I feel like 
you've chosen to think of food in a certain way, like this is bad, this is good, those cookies are bad. Why don't you just come into the room, choose something that you would really enjoy to eat, right? Like you're not going to – let's be honest, Stace. When we overeat, like if I eat 20 ice cream sundaes, is that enjoyment? I love when people say this, oh, I enjoy food. I'm like, well, yeah, joy, food is joyful, but 20 ice cream Sundays makes you. So there's a difference between I'm going to have this sit down and be present with this wonderful piece of pie that my Aunt Mary makes and it's homemade and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Or this idea of, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a terrible person because I Aunt made Mary's pies and now I'm indulging in 20 chocolate chip cookies and now I'm this and now I'm this. That's, again, that's all in our mind. It has nothing to do with, oh, we just enjoy this so much. Oh, that's, I mean, that's bullshit. You don't enjoy that. You're making yourself sick. You enjoyed the piece of pie. You enjoyed yourself until you were full, right? I mean, there's, it's, I mean, we, I could talk again about this endlessly, but I'll let you respond too. (laughs) You know, you know, I'm about to. Well, a couple of things. (laughs) <laughs> and I love your soapbox on this. You know, I'm in, uh, in the same camp, so we could probably get on there together if the box fit us. Um, I, two things. First of all, I think that we disconnect from our physical bodies this time of year, right? Because if we are out of alignment and we are not doing things that are truthful and feel good to us, then we disconnect from our physical bodies are a source of information. And if we are not listening you know, your body knows, ooh, I, I can, at least for my body, and I have been an overeater, I can know when I've had the perfect amount of something pleasurable, right? I've really enjoyed it, and when I'm eating it for other reasons. And, and not that we don't emotionally eat, because I don't believe that that's uh, a goal, but it's this idea of you really listen into your to your body and stay grounded in that, then I think you're going to get information, right? Like two cookies is absolutely perfect. But I think it goes back to, to the sense of if you don't feel like you're enough, then you're mm-hmm. going to, you might eat 25 cookies because nothing ever feels like enough. You're chasing that enoughness. And I think sometimes we just have to be uncomfortable. I'm in an uncomfortable situation with people that I don't particularly enjoy. And instead of feeling that, right, we're trying to search for this other thing that we think can come through food. Oh and my I gosh, I love that. You like I it? love okay. that because it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like we're just human beings. Yeah. Like we don't have to yeah. be this idea of like, oh, you have to be smiling and happy all the time. Like, no, I'm a human being. I'm sad. I'm angry. Oh, I'm, I'm like discontent. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. And why, when did it stop like being okay to just be a human being and like I'm in a situation and this makes me uncomfortable. And instead of just being sitting yeah. with the uncomfortableness a little bit, I'm going to go numb myself out or I'm going to go drink a bottle of wine before I even get to the party. So it's, it's that I, I, oh my gosh, I loved that. I loved how you said that. That was perfect. Thank you. And you can just ignore, you know, one of the things too, as a tool to that, is like acknowledging really want to eat 10 more cookies because you feel really uncomfortable right now. And, and the part of us, you know, that's going to say you, you have to do something to right make this feel better. It's trying to push us into a kind of state of balance. It, you know, we, we think that just rushing or kind of skipping over the discomfort. But if you numb out and you're uncomfortable, that discomfort is still there after the wine has worn off. Oh, my gosh. It's way worse, right? 
Absolutely. It's way worse. Now you feel bad. Now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now your ass is uncomfortable, exactly. and now you're uncomfortable because you you're you're sick to your stomach because you just you know whatever you just did. But we have to take another break, Stace. But when we come back on the okay. other side, so I kind That's of good. answered. I felt like we sort of answered Sherry's question. Um, but we have a couple of more, so maybe we'll try to get to at least one more of those because I would like to address it, and then we'll kind of do like an overview of some of the tips that we have. Okay. So we'll see, we'll see everybody on the other side of the break. Cool. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to voice America health and wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with Stacy and I. Stacey, you still there? I am. I'm having so much fun talking about this. Um so I want to get to this. I have, I think it was about three or four people that sent me, I'm looking at my kind of my emails now, but I wanted to get to this um, one more question that was sent to me because I think a lot of people feel this way if you kind of are listening to people. So I'm going to read it to you um, and then we can answer it. Um, so this is from Casey and she says that, that her and her husband, they live, um, they try to, you know, do every other holiday. Like they go to like her family's house and then they go to his family's house, like kind of every other holiday. It sounds like I think they're about three hours apart. And she says that that used to work out great, like when they were dating and they were first married, but now they have kids. And I guess it's become like this huge argument for them, it sounds like. So this, they, where they're like really getting pissed off because they want each of them wants to be, you know, on their family's side and they don't there's they said she said that they're not compromising like they used to. But I feel like we hear this a lot around the holidays, right? There's this idea of the expectation of how much time needs to be spent with 
these these certain people and these certain people and we get all caught up in that I totally agree and if we're trying to create something that sounds fair everybody's definition or expectation of what that is is going to be different you know the first thing I hear when I hear that question is they had a system that worked really well when they were dating or when they didn't have children and now things have changed which I find this with the holidays a lot. People want to do the exact same thing over and over every year. Well, our lives are different every year. Our lives are not, they're not static. They're moving, they're fluid, and they're changing. And if we don't allow any flexibility or movement or an ability even to renegotiate or choose something different, so that worked really, really well, can we honor that and come up with something else? And I always say, what is it that, You know, when we have these kind of difficult conversations with each other, it's like, what do we really want? Because a lot of times the conversations are emotional and people are upset and we don't actually hear what the other person truly wants. And so we can make space for, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters and listen to everybody and see if there's a solution that can come forward. Because I think that it almost is like you have to scrap everything and start all over again. And people, especially around holidays and traditions and well, we've done it this way for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has a, an expectation that can run into other people <laughs> very easily and quickly. Yeah. Like I would say to them, take a breath, right? Take a breath. And maybe when you're, because it sounds like every time they're coming to the table with this conversation, they're both coming very defensively now. So they're in this space of just being pissed and being defensive. And so, Mm -hmm. and there's so something, you know what I mean? So it's almost like you said, let's restart, let's restart. And, and then just get really honest. Like if we could just get really honest and have a really nice conversation and communicate about this is how I'm feeling this is what, this is why I want to do this. And then that person yeah. can do that and then come back to a compromise. And maybe the compromise does look different. Like you said, who yeah. set these rules in stone? Like, because you've been doing something mm-hmm. for the last five years doesn't mean that there can't be something different. And just because it was okay yeah. with, like, I remember for me, when I kind of started to, we, you and I have been discussing a lot about some of these things that we did in the past around the holidays and I've talked about my, my anxiety and, and overeating and, and using alcohol and all of these things. But I think um, when I started to make those shifts and make those changes, I think I had to be okay with doing things differently because a lot of things did have to be different because I was trying to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I was showing up more authentically. Mm-hmm. I was telling people, hey, I don't bake. So if you want me to, you know what I mean? Like I was just, like I was just trying to show up more authentically. Hey, I'm not going to participate. I'm going to come into the uncomfortableness. I'm going to set some boundaries around my time. Like you said in the beginning, which I loved, is that maybe that Christmas Eve plan could maybe be a little different. Like maybe we could go do this Mm -hmm. instead of this. And maybe, you know what I mean? Like setting it up a little bit more um, so that everybody's a little bit more at ease. And so I think that being okay with things being different and being okay with with all that, you know, like I think that's just, that's kind of what my point was. But yeah, I don't know if you think that. No, I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing, I mean, I know just personally, I don't have children, but I come from a very big family, and I know when my sister started 
um, you know, when she had children and, and she, again, everybody's really flexible and then things change. She shared with us, hey, we're going to now host, right, a small whatever, I don't know if it was open house or what have you, it doesn't even matter, but because the kids want to be here at Christmas morning, right, and that's important to them, this is what we're going to do and we would love for you to join us. We They combined both families, right? So, again, if we let go of what we think it's supposed to look like and we're really just open to how something could meet our needs in a way, then I think that... There's usually a solution. I always say, so let me push it, you on what, you about that. Yeah, go ahead. Let me push. Please. I want to be like, yeah, yeah I want to because I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I can like hear the listeners yelling, and I'm yelling inside. Yeah. So, like, what if, they'll go say, ahead. well, <laughs> that won't be okay. That won't be okay with my mother. That won't be okay with my sister. You can say that, oh, making those changes, but my family won't go along with that. So then I'll be out here. Like if I said, like if I said to my family, I'm making this up, but if I said to my family that, hey, the kids want to be at home, maybe let's have it over here. And my mom always likes to have things Christmas Eve at her house and she brushes up against that. And then everybody kind of gets involved and it becomes like this thing I mean, what would you say to that then? So it's interesting what we make things mean. This is kind of another part to that kind of those difficult conversations, because when we hear things like when I hear my husband speak, I'm making it mean something right based on my own. So, you know, if my mother is my mother making it mean that we don't care enough about her traditions or her anymore or whatever the case is, I think. And this is a thing for families (laughs) because... There's a lot of drama, and I I grew up in a family with a lot of drama. But I think that being open and honest and transparent, and you know what? For the first couple of years when, when our family, and again, our family is continuing now with, you know, some of us have had divorces and other things. It's constantly changing. Other family members have little children or live further away. It's being open to everybody trusting what's in their best interest. And it doesn't mean sometimes there isn't a little bit of a bumpiness around it. But at the end of the day, to me, it's really about, again, maybe sometimes, you know, maybe we have a really special family event. When I grew up, we weren't near my mom's family. So we would go up like the week before Christmas and we would have a special thing with all the relatives up there. Right. And it felt really, really wonderful. And it, I never felt like I was missing out because it wasn't actually on Christmas day. So I would just say that again, it's going to bring up everybody's fears, everybody's thoughts and beliefs. But if you can really get kind of beyond the emotional attachment that people have and hear what they're saying, hear what their fears are and be in a space where and this is a hard thing to practice, not taking it personally. I feel like there's a way forward. And sometimes it, like I said, can be a little bumpy, but that's change. Change can, and transition can be a little bumpy. So um, it's not always smooth sailing and like the perfect rainbow road um, when we start to really listen to ourselves and advocate for ourselves. No, absolutely not. So this is such a great point. When, because this is what yeah. I think is interesting. When you start a spirit, like, um, I felt like when I started to kind of start my spiritual practice or start um, healing my relationship with food or start making these transitions around the holidays, I felt like 
it wasn't this easy breezy thing. I mean, it was, it was challenging. It was just challenging inside of myself. So, and letting go of what people think of me and that idea of what people think of me is none of my business. I love that, right? It's none of my business what they think of me. I just need to show up as my authentic self. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to shift my perception. Everything can be going on around me, but if I if I come to it with a different energy and a different belief system, then everything shifts. Even those people shift, maybe not because they've changed, yeah. but because I've changed, right? I'm coming at it from a Absolutely. more, hey, I'm going to come into this holiday, and my main number one thing is to have fun and be joyful. And that is so much yeah. different than what I used to come at it like where I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to bring the perfect thing. I'm going to look perfect. Like what a different energy I'm bringing to the room because now I can laugh. If my, if I bring that pie and it's a complete tobacco, which it would be by the way, (laughs) but okay, let's say I did. And if, but I could laugh at it, right? Like I would, I would be like dead ass, like, I'm sorry about this. And I would just get a big giggle out of it. Even if everybody in the room was pissed, I would be like laughing my ass off. But it was, but I couldn't have done that many years ago. I would have been like so serious about it. And oh my gosh, I mean, I probably would have been in tears. Yeah. So it's the same situation, but I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to move in, in in an energy of fear, right? Fear drives us to be perfect. It says, if you're not perfect, you're not going to be loved. You're not going to be worthy. That's a lie. Uh, Truth does not cause suffering like that. Yes, there's pain in the world, but pain and suffering are, are two different things. Those kinds of thoughts, if it's just causing you suffering and it's like a hamster wheel, you never get off, you never move forward. To me, then there's some thought that's actually not true. And when we stand in our truth, when we stand in joy, yeah, we might ruffle some feathers and we don't think we can handle it, but we can. And that's where, again, Somebody like you, somebody like me as a coach, that's why people reach out to um, folks like us because we can help people navigate that when you're in a very vulnerable, tender spot. Oh, 100%. Oh, do you know how many people I've had to have during this process of kind of changing things within myself? The the amount of people that I've had to surround myself with, like coaches and therapists and, and books and going to like spiritual retreats and things like that, it's been I mean, it's just been amazing. And I, I'm so thankful for all of the support. We have to kind of wind down now, Stace. We don't have that much time, which, sure. again, next time you come on, though, I really do want to get like a song for you. Like, I want to have like a little theme song it. for Stacey. I don't know what exactly. <laughs> We're going to get off this. Co- so we We're going to get off this show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to totally get off this show and like come up with like some cool music. Okay. Like Marky Mark and the Funky, funky Box or something. Anyway, so anyway, I, um, but let's. Really quickly, because I think we only have like a few minutes, mm-hmm. let's just review, yep. let's just like three really quick, maybe a couple tips that we could probably shout out to the audience around this time. Like, What would be your top couple tips? So the first one I would always say is the mindset work, right? What else is true? Why, you know, what's going on for me if I'm eating 20 cookies? What, what's really underneath the eating? Is it an uncomfortable feeling? Is it a thought? And then that wiggle room, what else could be true? You know, how else could I see this? What is my 10 year from now self? You know, a lot of times if we go out a little bit into the future and we ask a question like that, that creates a little bit of 
space between this, like what feels like an emergency or like the world is going to end if the pie isn't perfect, where you're 10 years from now, someone's like, oh, everybody's going to laugh about that. It's going to be the best story. It's going <laughs> to actually create lots of love and joy in the family, right? And so, so many other things could be true with a messy pie. So I'd say always check your mind because that's the place where the mind will just create stories unless we go in and actually check it and say, wait, wait a second, I'm not sure I believe this. The other thing that I think is really important this time of year, and we've hit on it a little bit, is your self-care practices. You know, a meditation practice, whether it's for a minute or five minutes or going for a walk or taking a yoga or an exercise class, like staying connected to Getting your body off Pinterest. and to yourself. Get off Pinterest, right? Yeah, what you yeah. said was perfect. Be <laughs> careful of what you're sur- who you're surrounding yourself with. Reach out to supportive people. Yes. Yeah, you can control all those things are within your control. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, and I think Stace, I w- go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, since we're winding down and we have like a minute left in the show, yeah. I want you t- to tell everybody and it's all on like voice of America and it's all on social media and stuff, but tell people how really quickly I want you to tell people how they can, find you like if they wanted to do a coaching session with you or something like that even if it's through Skype or something how how did they find you do you have like okay yeah so people can I have clients all over the world because video conferencing is the best technology in the world and so if you were interested in talking about that the best place to find me is on my website stacyandon.com I also have an amazing Facebook group called Love is Everywhere, where we're jamming about all this stuff all the time. So if you want that support, you want to curate an environment where you do hear something different than, you know, the target Christmas in August, come um, join our group because we have so much fun um, there every day. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. No, I'm so happy. Thank you so much for coming on this show, Stacey. We had so much fun, but she's coming on again. Stacey's coming on again. I don't remember the date, but She's coming on, but thanks everybody for listening. Have a great Friday um, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Already Enough. You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?